0: Hello, everyone. This is Trevor with T-Time Reports. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Got a really exciting one here for you. Um, I just wanted to kind of go over like a top five modern USFL kind of discussion overall, like players, games, coaches, teams, uniforms. Just go over all the kind of topics of the USFL, kind of my favorites. Um, I've been following this league since it got revamped in 2022. Been a massive fan of it. Uh, I know all the players, all the teams, all the coaches, and I really enjoy talking about the USFL, and I really hope everyone out there um, that's interested in the USFL as a football league and as a growing league uh, is interested as well. There's a lot of really interesting um, overall topics to kind of go over, um, but I, I think I should go over overall. My first my first top five list has got to be my, my top five favorite teams in the USFL that I've seen since 2020. So I think, first of all, I'm going to go from five to one. Number five is going to be the Mentor Showboats. I love, honestly, the grit of that team. It's very defensively led. I love the quarterback, Cole Kelly. I I love their play style. Um, Rest in peace, Alex Collins. He threw a left-handed touchdown pass for him last year. Um, And I love their uniforms. But um, my fourth favorite team... In my opinion, has got to be the Birmingham Stallions. I think it's probably the best spring league football team to ever play. Two-time champions back to back. Very awesome uniforms. Always a high-quality club. Really good coaching with Skip Holtz. Um, love his father, obviously Lou Holtz, you know Notre Dame legend. Um, but they're they're a very full, sound organization from top to bottom with their their drafting, free agency signings. As well as their just quality of play, I talked about that already, but their defense is always awesome. Jojo Tillery, there's so many awesome players. Um, oh God, what's his name? Quentin Poling, you got um, Shark Dog himself, you got CJ Marable. you got Alex Magoo, who's now on the uh, Packers 53 man roster as a backup quarterback. I mean, there's so many awesome players, and, and Scooby Wright, I'm not trying to say it. Shark Dog without saying. I love Scooby Right. And then I mean uh Brock, what's his name? I think it's Brody Brock, I believe was his name. But there's so many iconic players that I love on the Stallion squad and um Nate Brooks, Lorenzo Burns, um Matt Hankins uh, Austin Watkins. There's so many players. Just one of those teams where I just you know, just because it's so successful, and I honestly I think I might know the roster of that team more than any other USFL team, mainly because of how successful the club has been. Um, and then I have to say shout-out to the Tampa Bay, Bound- uh, Tampa Bay Bandits at number three. Jordan Tayamu played for uh, that team. and We had uh, Derek Dillon. We had Juwan Washington. We had a lot of really good players on that team. Uh, just didn't really get it done. Went 4-6 and six in that 2022 season. And then they got rebranded as the Memphis Showboats. But I loved their uniforms. I loved the silver, black, and red. And I really hope that they're able to come back And make a resurgence because Tampa needs a team. It's a football city. It needs the USFL in it. And uh, the bandits were definitely a really cool part of it, in my opinion. And then at number two, I got to go with the Philadelphia Stars. It's the most historic franchise in the USFL. Uh, Last year in the 2023 season, it was the only year the Stars have not been in the championship game. So a very successful, very historic club. And it's also led by a really awesome coach Bart Andrus, as well as led by quarterback Case Cookus Chef Cookus excuse me I love Case Cookus as a player uh, they have awesome players like Dexter Williams, Adam Rodriguez, uh Corey Coleman played for him last year. I mean they have dogs on that team for sure. LeBron Ray is now on the starting roster of the uh the Carolina Panthers. Um so just awesome overall. I love the stars. I love their uniforms. It's kind of a hate or love you know reaction on the uniforms. It's mustard and you know ketchup but Overall, I think it's a really awesome concept in my opinion. It stands out. And then I gotta go with the uh Pittsburgh Maulers. Uh I, I it's my favorite team since the you know resurgence of the USFL. Um and it's mainly because they were gritty. They went one and nine. They were the underdogs in the twenty twenty-two season. And you know, in this season, they actually really struggled on offense, but their defense was the best in the league. Ruben Foster, Keava um uh, Olive Sagapolu, Eli Walker, so many dogs on that side, uh, Mark Gilbert, I, I can name so many more. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Garrett Groshek, Troy Williams, Madre London, Isaiah Henney, uh, who else, uh, gosh, what's his name? there's so many players. I I love the team, and I love the rebrand. They they had the purple and orange uniforms in the first season of the USFL in 2022 in the modern resurgence, as I'm speaking of. And then they rebranded it to the kind of Pittsburgh colors, you know, black and gold. And I really love that for the team because it kind of connects it to Pittsburgh more, and it just overall looks more professional, in my opinion. But that's my top five team list there. But now I can go into some of the player positions, kind of the more you know, spotlight positions with some honorable mentions. My honorable mention for the quarterback position is going to be DeAndre Johnson. I love his game. I love his play. An incredibly awesome player to watch. Very mobile. Big arm, but just, you know, needs to be able to refine on his quarterbacking ability inside the pocket to become successful in the USFL. But he's an incredibly fun player to watch for the New Jersey Generals. They have a really good player there. Um, and then number five, he played in the 2022 season for the New Jersey Generals with DeAndre Johnson, but it was Luis Perez. Um, him and DeAndre Johnson led the New Jersey Generals to a 9-1 season in 2022 and then lost in the playoffs to the Philadelphia Stars, and then they fell to a 3-7. and Luis Perez went to the XFL, but DeAndre Johnson and the New Jersey Generals fell to a 3-7 and seven season uh, in the 2023 season. But overall... I love Luis Perez's game. He learned how to play quarterback on YouTube. He's a really awesome dude. Um, Him and DeAndre Johnson are honestly probably ranked five, tied for five. I love both those guys. I love watching him play. Number four, I got to go with a guy I recently mentioned, uh, Troy Williams. Very agile quarterback, big arm, but kind of a smart runner, very selective, kind of a first down creator, just needs a better O line in front of him next year. And he has everything else in place to be able to succeed and get back to the championship. He did fall short. They went to the championship game after going 5-6, and um, six, technically, because they went 4-6 and six in the regular season. Then they won the playoff game going 5-6, and six, and then they went in going 5-7 and seven after losing the championship game. But they put up a really good fight against a really good team, uh, but their offense just struggled all game and couldn't stay in the point battle. So, but Troy Williams, really fun player to watch. Number eleven for the Maulers. If you're watching the USFL next year, make sure you tune in to Troy Williams and the Pittsburgh Maulers, especially if you're out there in Pittsburgh. Shout out to Pittsburgh. Shout out to you know all these cities over here. You know Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Birmingham, Memphis, New Jersey, all those places. Michigan, you know, aka Detroit, where the Panthers play. You know, and New Orleans, Houston. Get active on your USFL fan fandom for sure. Some of the merchandise is pretty cool. Got got a nice hoodie, got some cool Birmingham shirts, got a Pittsburgh Maulers retro shirt, um with the orange and purple colors, which is pretty cool. But getting back to the list, rank three is Alex Magoo, which you, you might be shocked by. You know, who's over Alex Magoo? He should be your favorite quarterback. Um he is not. I, I think he is a very fun player to watch he had an amazing MVP season in the 2023 USFL season two-time USFL championship with two-time USFL champion with the Birmingham Stallions he's played wonderfully in the USFL and he's gotten an opportunity in the NFL now but he is just a stellar person and a stellar player very agile playmaker big arm good zip and velocity on the ball really enjoy watching his game especially in the USFL um, and, and the guys ahead of him, are you, you'll actually accept this. But number two is Jamar Smith. Really love his game. Season one was amazing by him. His first throw of the 2023 season before being injured was a 73-yard touchdown pass to Marlon Williams. Both those guys got injured in that game, uh, season-ending injuries. But they are coming back to three-peat and get a third USFL championship. And I just love his ferocity. I love his intensity. I love his... Just overall game. I love Jamar Smith, uh, excuse me, Jamar Smith. But number one is Case Cookus. I talked about Chef Cookus. He's just a ball, he's a baller. He broke his leg in the championship game in 2022. He put the team on his back and tried to do what he could, but he's just overall one of my favorite football players of all time. I love watching Case Cookus. I don't, you know, I know that sounds stupid to most people, probably some of the homies are laughing, but genuinely, bro, if you watch the man, like he puts everything he has out on that field and... It's just something to watch, man. It really is. He 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 will make you a fan of the USFL if you watch the Philadelphia Stars play. That's just facts. You will like what Chef Cookis is doing there with that club. Moving forward to my next top five list here with the running backs, my honorable mention is going to be Trey Williams, running back for the New Jersey Generals. Really love his game, his pass catching ability, his quick feet, his route running ability. He's a he's a sure handed safety valve, but he's also a really good. Running back when it comes to ball carry vision, he hits gaps properly. He sees and finds openings, and whenever he touches the ball, a big play tends to happen. So shout-out to Trey Williams. The number five spot is going to be Madre London, one of my favorite running backs in this league, mainly because of his toughness, his veracity. He is a bruiser, um, and just overall, he is the embodiment of the culture of the Pittsburgh Maulers, and I love watching his play. And I just shout-out to him overall. Number four is Mark Thompson. He is a dog Offensive player of the year in 2023 just went off for the Houston gamblers. If he was on the Birmingham Stallions, they would literally go undefeated. And I just want to say that. But Mark Thompson, you don't even need to say anything. This guy, this guy's a beast. You know, All respect and all credit to Mark Thompson. Uh, and then the number three spot going to be Reggie Corbin. I love his game. He's a very quick guy, very elusive, hard to tackle. Um, but he's also very intense, and I love that about him. Uh, and I really hope that he can find some more success with the Michigan Panthers going forward. Number two is going to be Dexter Williams for the Philadelphia Stars. Love his veracity. Love his power running ability. And just overall, he, him and Case Cook is working off of each other last year in that rough season. Kind of showed that he is meant to be, you know, kind of that duo with Case Cook. As he is the starting running back for the Philadelphia Stars going forward, in my personal opinion. And then number one is going to be Darius Victor. Thick thighs save lives. He is a legend in the USFL, signed a two-year deal with the New Jersey Generals going forward. I am so excited for Darius Victor. He is incredibly quick, um, very sure-handed, except that one game where he had three fumbles. But he's just overall... He's a football player, man, and I I love that intensity that he brings to the pitch or the field. I love what the New Jersey Generals do with the rush attack with him and Trey Williams. I wish that we got more of it last year. That's why they suffered a little bit, but I'm ready for them to bounce back with both those running backs at helm there, leading them to a playoff spot. But uh, let's get into the coaches here, my top five coaches in the league so far. Um, I'll go from five to one. Number five, Todd Haley. He's funny, kind of a dick. But, you know, leads a competitive team every time. Number four, Ray Horton revitalized the uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. Turned him around from that awful season one. Number three, Mike Riley. Really, he's he's an older guy, but he's, he knows football. He loves football, and he loves his guys. And I just overall, I love that energy from Mike Riley for the New Jersey Generals. Number two, Bart Andrus for the Philadelphia Stars. He loves Case Cook as he loves the guys he has. He brings them that he you know he brings guys in that he formerly coached in college. He brings guys in from the past season. He is a good coach. I love watching his teams go out there and try and compete. Skip Holtz obviously is my number one. Full Sound Club for two seasons. I mean, what else can you ask from the guy? He's gone. He's gone back to back championships. I mean, he's going to probably go back to back to back. Type shit, So we'll see. But I love Skip Holtz and what he's done with the Birmingham Stallions. He's become a face of this league um, and definitely a new face of player development in general because a lot of his players are going to the NFL. Pretty much his whole starting roster on both sides of the ball have gone up to the NFL and come back. So it's just really awesome to see that these guys are getting chances through this particular club especially. But shout out to all those coaches. Shout out to the guys I haven't mentioned as well. Um, But this is just a top five list. So I am being harsh. So um, let's get into our top five defensive players overall. I have a lot of honorable mentions for this list. Um, Since 2022, Micah Arbethany, shout out to him for the Houston Gamblers. I think he's still in the NFL. Really fun player to watch, a ball hawk, playmaker, really fun player. uh, Very hard hitter as well. Um, Paris Ford for the New New Jersey Generals, always around the ball, smart, agile, Quick feet, also pretty good strength, honestly. Kyrie Woods for the Memphis Showboats, incredibly fun player to watch, hard hitter, highest PFF graded player for the Memphis Showboats last year. So just interesting to, 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 to you know take that into consideration. Brelan Speaks had a phenomenal season for the Michigan Panthers, defensive um, player of the year nomination, honestly. But Frank Ginda, his fellow teammate, got it. As well as, um, you know, just overall that defense was disgusting. Another player for an honorable mention slot is cornerback Tay Hayes, former Birmingham Stallion, who's on the Ravens practice squad at this current time. So shout out to him. Um, and then I guess we can go into my actual top five. Number five, linebacker for the New Jersey Generals, Chris Orr. I love his game. He's a very full sound linebacker, high football IQ, good strength, good run stop ability, really good in coverage. He he creates a lot of disruption in that middle part of the field. And that's what I love to see about that defense. And he's kind of that captain of the defense in all honesty. He was probably the third best linebacker in the league last year behind Frank kind and Kay But going forward he could be number one. He has that upside. Number four, Channing Stribling, you know, just probably my favorite corner in the league. You know, probably besides Levante Taylor, who is actually my number three. But both these guys, ball hawks, lockdown corners, really fun to watch. They both embody intensity and competition, and I love that about my my number four and number three slots, uh, Channing Stribling and Levante Taylor, who, shout out to him, retired from the game. Uh, Channing Stribling uh, still plays for the Philadelphia Stars. Levante Taylor had a really, really sure-handed season with the Michigan Panthers, and I thought he would get called up to the NFL because he honestly deserved it with his performance throughout the uh, 11 games that he played in, and that's including the playoff game. But shout out to Levante Taylor and I really hope that you are uh, you, you find success on um, whatever path that you find brother. Moving forward to my number 2 spot is linebacker for the Michigan Panthers Frank Ginda over 200 tackles in two seasons he is the embodiment of a football player he is the definition of football player he is a guy you would probably see in the longest yard but he uh, you know got 10 tackles in the preseason for the Atlanta Falcons he sh- he he should be on a roster, in my opinion. I know he's undersized, probably a little slow, but he has that high motor, high intensity, and he's a really good tackle machine. He really is. So it's just something to take into consideration. But I love Frank Ginda, and, and I think he's one of my favorite players in the USFL, for sure, overall. And then, obviously, my number one spot, it's got to go to a Pittsburgh mauler, Kay Ovetizino. He is one of my favorite football players, as well as Kea of all time. Um, he is just, him playing next to Reuben Foster really elevated his game last year. Um, he's been with the Maulers for two seasons. I wonder if he's going to come back. He did get called up for a couple tryouts and stuff like that, but did not make a roster or a practice squad a little unfortunate, but he is a tackle machine, high IQ, knows what he's doing. And just overall, he's going to be a very successful ball player wherever he plays, but I really hope that. We see him in Season 3 of the USFL on the Pittsburgh Maulers. But I think overall, my top five moments of the USFL so far was obviously the opening game between the Birmingham Stallions and the New Jersey Generals, Luis Perez and Alex Magoo, fighting for that opening win. And it was a great game. And, uh, Randy Satterfield with the opening touchdown, then my uh, Osiris Mitchell responded. It was a great game. It's probably my number five. Number four is probably the New Jersey Generals versus the Philadelphia Stars game in 2023. It was like 37 to 31. Explosive fun game. Um, And then number three, I'll probably go with when, hmm, probably Mark Thompson's entire 2023 season. It was monstrous. I'll just say that. (laughs) Just look up the highlights for real. And then number four, Number, uh, number three. Oh, wait. Number two, excuse me. I'll probably go... Hmm. Alex Magoo in the championship with that one, like, throw to Deion Kane by the pylon. That throw was amazing. Like, I don't know how he escaped all that pressure, rolled out to his left, then his right, then delivered a needle throw to Dion Kane for that touchdown grab. Um... Or, honestly, yeah, no, that'll be my number two. And then number one, I think, honestly, my number one, I gotta go Troy Williams and the Maulers beating the Michigan Panthers with their hot-handed quarterback, EJ Perry, who came in for two games and just balled out. Got a got a spot with the Houston Texans. I think he's on the practice squad there now. But a really electrifying performance by him. But they they won that game and they got to the championship game when no one thought they would. None of my friends or brothers did, honestly. Besides Caden, he had a little hope in them because obviously I think uh, I think shout out to Dave, but I think Dave, his dad is a uh, you know, anything Pittsburgh fan. So you know, obviously rooting for the Maulers in that regard. But overall, a really fun you know season and honestly so far 2 seasons into this league you know we're getting a lot more value out of it than i thought we would and i think that we'll get another top 5 USFL moments list in another 2 seasons and see where we're at for sure and i'll have to keep my receipts on this one but again shout out to anyone involved with the USFL the production you know the the medical staff the coaching staffs the gms the the players anyone that's played in the USFL any of the practice squad guys, any of the, you know, the trainers, the, you know, the refs, even though they kind of suck, shut out. you know, because I fucking love the USFL. And overall, the league is winning. they put so many guys and opportunities to succeed. They've put a lot of high quality games out there, game tape out there. And I think it's just going to keep growing from here on out. And I think honestly, if you're not a fan of the USFL by now, you need to tune into this upcoming season because I think it's going to be one for the books. And I think we'll have more top five moments just after season three for sure. But I, I just wanted to get this episode out there because I think it's a fun discussion, a fun topic to kind of go over and mull over, kind of reminisce about. But uh, make sure for all of our USFL coverage, you're following us on all of our social media platforms, um, on Twitter, Instagram, threads, TikTok, at Tea Time Reports. Make sure you're subbed to our YouTube channel at Tea Time Reports. We have a couple videos out now. Make sure you're checking those out and you know showing some love. All support is greatly appreciated. Uh, any interactions or stuff like that we we love to see it, and if you're out there listening in now, this is Trevor, and I really appreciate you uh make sure you're tuning into all of our episodes. We have a lot planned, a lot coming, and all the boys out there shout out and shout out to everyone you know kind of putting in work on this podcast so it's a lot of work, a lot of logistics and management over all the social medias and the posting and getting the recordings done and trying to get the YouTube videos out now. We got a lot in front of us, but we're not gonna shy away from it. We're gonna keep pumping out more content and Hopefully, the audience and the people will come. And if you're already here, you're day ones. So, shout out. And a lot of shout outs this episode. <laughs> and, uh, you know, overall, shout out to the USFL, like I said. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode. This is Trevor, and this is Tea Time Reports signing off. Take care, everyone. Peace.